Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. Welcome back to Parenting in the 21st Century. I'm Jeff Schott, and with me today is my daughter, Jennifer, and we're continuing our series on college and looking at the reason that students today aren't prepared for college. In fact, one of the things that struck me the most when we dropped our oldest daughter, Heather, off on campus was the fact that that night the college president addressed the parents and talked about helicopter parenting being the number one topic being discussed between university presidents today because parents are now following their kids on campus through technology and phone calls and intervening with professors, and colleges have never had to deal with this before. What I find interesting about all of that is that we end up in this place where students are less prepared than ever, and that's what my research showed, Ohio State University's research showed, and some research from UCLA showed as well, is that our students aren't prepared for life on their own as much as they were before. And so today, what I wanted to do was talk with my daughter, Jennifer, since she's made that college transition and is around college students every day, related to what she's seeing that the students aren't unprepared for. And I can round that out with the research I did with 2,500 students related to the college transition. So that's our topic for today. If you've got a student that's entering high school or is in high school and looking towards college, this is a program that you're going to want to stay tuned for because we're going to try and help you understand how to get your kid ready and able to manage their lives on their own and to do it successfully when they head off to college. So Jennifer, why are you so concerned about students making decisions today now that you're on campus? I'm seeing a lot of students not have the ability to make hard decisions, um, whether it be dating, school, buying something at the store. Well, it's just very um, interesting for me to go off to college and I'm making all these decisions. I am in charge of every aspect of my life and I am the one who chooses what classes I take, when I take the classes, if I want to do summer classes, if I want to do classes online. And so it's really interesting to me to see these students that are like, I don't know, should I take this class online? Should I not? Should I buy this? Because I have no clue what to buy right now. So what makes you different than the students around you? I know you've got friends that are juniors and seniors, and you're even helping some of them make decisions. Why are you different? Why are you able to make those decisions? And what are you seeing going on with them that's kind of handicapping them from making decisions? Well, I think it's the influential parenting style of our household because when we were younger, you'd come into the room and we'd be playing or doing something that we might hurt each other, like playing with swords really roughly, like pretend swords or um, or standing on something that's wobbling. And you'd be like, I don't know, is that a really smart idea to do that? And then I'd be like, uh, maybe not, 
But, you know, in the end, you never stopped us from doing it. You know, if we decided to keep standing on that wobbling object, we would. And if we fell and we got hurt, you'd come and comfort us. And then we'd realize, oh, that was a mistake. And we'd learn. We'd learn from our mistakes. And it created more of a strategic thinking in all of us because we were able to be like, hmm, if we do this, this might happen and we might get hurt. So why would we do that? I recall times where you would be on a wobbling thing, especially you are, you were our adventurous one when you were little and you would get hurt and we'd comfort you. And then I'd circle back with you and say, so, you know, remember when I brought that up, what do you think now? And help you circle that loop so you would begin to learn. I also know that along the way in the influential parenting model, we started to give you freedom at much younger ages with different areas of your life. How did that help you learn to make decisions? Well, there are many different things that uh, brought the decision-making around. And a lot of it involved you letting us make all of our decisions. And first, that can be kind of terrifying. Oh, let all let your kid make this decision. But why would I let them make a decision if they might make the bad one? I'm here to say it's okay if they make a bad decision. It's okay if they mess up, if they fail, because it's a learning curve. And a learning curve is really important because it's them deciding and them being like, oh, a bad decision. And then saying, let's not do that anymore. I think one of the things that I've seen is that when students start to learn from their mistakes and they start to self-evaluate, they become internally motivated to make good decisions and better decisions where I find, you know, when we started our parenting journey, we were all about external motivation to make good decisions. And we saw you guys make a lot more bad decisions when we were trying to externally motivate you to make good decisions as opposed to giving you responsibility, talking through the decision before you make it. What we found most of the time is you made a much better decision if we talked through it and but gave you the responsibility because that responsibility did scare you and often led to you making the right decision. Were there a few times you made poor decisions? Yes. But then we would sit down and instead of getting angry, we'd discuss it and see what you learned and asked how, how you processed the whole situation. You were learning to reflect on the things that you did and whether they worked or didn't work. And that helped you then look forward into the future. So when you're looking at all these students that are around you, especially the upperclassmen that are still struggling and you're helping them make decisions related to their classes and related to their schedules and related to even shopping and what they're going to buy, why do you feel that they're having such a hard time making decisions? Because their parents are a huge presence in their decision-making process. They still call home and they're like, so these are my options. And then their parents are like, you should do this. And then then they come to me and I'm just like, my parents told me to do this. And I'm, I'm like, is that what you want to do? And they're like, no, not really. I kind of wanted to do this other thing. But I think I should listen to my parents. That's what I'm finding is that the parents are coming into the decision process. They're telling their kids what to do even when they're, you know, seniors in college. And they're being, you're going to do this and it's going to be great because this and this and this and this. But the student's thinking, I wanted to do this because of this and this and this and this. But my parents are disagreeing with my whole thought process. What do I do? What do I do? 
Ah, so you're seeing a tension that gets created in them. I think, you know, as a parent, I'm so glad that we've taken the approach we have because you go off school and we're talking about things that you want to talk about. You're asking me questions and asking me for advice around things that you've never encountered before, but we're never even talking about your class schedule. We're never even talking about your grades. We're never talking about those things that often frustrate students and create tension and create a disconnect between kids and their students. So you're in college making these decisions because, honestly, I believe we turned over your social calendar, your finances, your study schedule, all of that to you in high school. So you had made a lot of those decisions prior to getting to college. What you're telling me scares me a little bit for parents. They're still involved in all the decisions their kids are making, even in the junior and senior year on college campus. Right. That's got to be stressful for parents, I would think, to have to be constantly involved in everything their kids are doing and, and giving them advice and telling them what to do. I'm so glad that that doesn't get in the way of our relationship and the fun and enjoying each other and you wanting to come to work here. I can't imagine if I was telling you what to do. I, I know you wouldn't want to work here. So when you think about this, what do you think is doing to these students? I know you said it's frustrating them, but what else is it doing? How does it impact them in their future? Well, with parents telling their kids what to do their senior year, it really puts a big damper on them for the rest of their lives because they're going to be calling home saying, I don't know what to do. The kids need to be able to know what they want and be able to make the right decision. Calling home for that every single time is going to be real rough on them. One of the things that I'm concerned about is, you know, this whole thought process of are we are we raising children or are we raising adults? For raising adults, we're raising people that have the ability to look at things, evaluate things, and come to good, sound decisions that are consistent with how they're wired, who they are, what their interests and passions are. And one of the things I'm seeing in this whole decision-making process with students is that oftentimes the parents are giving advice and telling them to go in directions that aren't truly consistent with the personality type, the interests and passions of their kids, because the parents have this desire for security for their kids. So this career is going to be more secure than that career. So do this. And if kids aren't knowing who they are, understanding who they are, and able to evaluate for themselves, are they going to end up in a job, in a career path, and a marriage or a family that's fulfilling, that really connects with who they are, or are they just going to keep being spoon-fed the decisions and the direction by their parents? And that's a huge responsibility for parents to take on that it isn't really their responsibility. What if you point your kid down a direction where their passion doesn't kick in, they're really not interested, they get into the job because it's not part of their interest and passion, they don't do well, they end up struggling, they end up feeling like a failure, and now they've got one more black mark on their record, which I'm finding can really handicap kids. So parents, we really need to think through this whole decision-making and how we get our kids ready to make decisions so that when they leave our homes, when they go off to college, they can make these decisions and you're not having to be involved in their day-in and day-out decisions related to their classes, their schedules, their studying, their vacations, all of those different things that maybe parents are getting over-involved in in college students' lives today. We'll be back in just a minute to continue talking about the college transition and what our kids need to be prepared to do on their own. Become part of the growing family of parents who interact with Revive Family Online. 
Every week, we share new content, ideas, and encouraging blog posts via social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. Follow us today to receive helpful insights and ideas from myself and the Revive family team. Welcome back to Parenting in the 21st Century. I'm Jeff Schott. I'm here in studio with my daughter, Jennifer, and we're talking about what we need to do, what kids aren't prepared for in college, and maybe some different thoughts on what we need to do so that they're ready to flourish, to succeed, to make great decisions on their own when they head off to college. Jennifer, as we've been talking, we've been talking about decision-making and the concerns and some of the things maybe parents need to reconsider related to helping their kids learn to make these decisions. What are some of the other things that you feel that students aren't prepared for on the college campus today? So there are two things that kind of go hand in hand with decision making, and that is time management and money management. And time management is so important on the college campus because you have a huge decision to make. Do I go and I hang out with my friends or do I go and I do my five-page paper. Hands down, of course you want to go have fun with your friends, but you need that paper to graduate. (laughs) To be successful. One of the things that I found um, working on the college campus for a number of years before starting Revive Family, uh, working with students, is students constantly felt like they were incredibly busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I heard it all the time. And yet, Honestly, when you're in college, you never have more free time in your life than when you're in college because you're not trapped in a school eight hours a day in class and and in their structure all day long. You have a class here and a class there and a ton of free time in between. And so many students today aren't working during college. So they've got more free time than they'll ever have in their life, yet they're feeling busy all the time. Do you hear that a lot on the college campus? Oh, yeah. There is plenty of time when I've, I'm like, hey, do you want to come hang out? Come grab dinner with me? Oh, I'm too busy. It's like, you're too busy to get food. The stress level of busyness. So when you look at that whole I'm busy, what's causing some of that? Is it they're being consumed with social media or gaming? Or is it they're being consumed with schoolwork? Or is it that they just feel pressure all the time and they're really not that busy? What's going on? A lot of kids feel a ton of pressure from back home to get the good grades, to do well in classes, and they also feel pressure friendship-wise. A lot of people are very clingy nowadays to their friends because of social media and you always know where somebody is when they're posting online. And so it's become sort of a day and age where where you're getting a lot of pressure from online, from texting people, from meeting up with people in person, from parents and from school altogether. And you just need to let all that fall away when you're at school and just enjoy the free time that you have, but also know how to manage that free time so that you can get all your schoolwork done. So what I'm hearing you say is that they're feeling a ton of pressure, and that pressure in their minds ties to busyness. One of the things I did when I was mentoring college students on the college campus is I would actually give them an Excel spreadsheet with every hour of the day, waking hour, 
um, and ask them just to fill in all the time slots where they had a, a commitment where they had to be there, like a class or, you know, an activity or a club. And then the time they felt they should be spending studying. Most of them were never studying that number of hours, but I'd have them put that in. And then they would look at it and go, oh my goodness, I have a ton of free time. One of the things I saw causing so many issues with that sense of pressure and always being busy was the students didn't write down the assignments they had to do. They didn't write down the different papers and the different homework assignments. And so they were constantly trying to keep that stuff in their brain. And so it's always churning in there. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. Oh, I can't forget that. I can't forget this. And that led to this sense of busyness. So once I got them using some time management skills of writing down the things they needed to get done, the second they got their syllabus, writing down the major dates in the back of the syllabus for papers and assignments and tests and exams and quizzes, and they could then started looking at that every morning, they were parking their mental traffic. They didn't need to keep it in their resident memory all the time. Oh, I have all this to do, which makes me feel like I'm busy all the time. Why have you been better at that maybe than some of the students around you? Starting from maybe the 7th or 8th grade, I was in charge of my sleep schedule. I was in charge of when I did my homework and if I did my homework. And I was also in charge of many other aspects of my life, including money management at that point. And so I've been able to take all of what I learned from then and bring it into my now college life. And one of the things that was really crucial for me is that I I love to stay up late. I'm a night owl. But I can't do that on the school nights. So if I woke up the next morning and I was just exhausted, my parents would just ask me, how late did you stay up? And I'd be like, "Mm, 12.30. And, you know, most parents would have been like, you can't do that on a school night. No, you guys were like, maybe you should go to bed earlier tonight. I remember asking you, how's that working for you? And when you get to school the next morning and you're so tired, are you having a hard time concentrating and paying attention in class? And how's that going to help with your exams? I remember helping by asking questions, helping you think that through. And then you started to make better and better decisions with your bedtime and not staying up and watching some YouTube video or some Netflix video. And so you got off to college, and so you had some time management skills. You also had money management skills. What are you seeing happen related to money management with people around you in school? Well, first off, I'm noticing that most kids haven't had a job before they come to college. And that is really concerning for me because I've had the opportunity to be in charge of kids. I did daycare for three summers. And then I've also had the opportunity to work at the front desk of a hotel. And I earned my own money. I saved up a ton of money so that I had spending money while I was at school. And parents don't let their kids spend their own money. Okay, I've had friends who have money because they have had jobs in the past, but their parents are telling them how to spend it. They're still controlling those bank accounts. They're still double-checking everything they're spending money on. And how frustrating is that for the students? It's really frustrating because they'll go to the store and they'll be like, you know what, I can only spend this amount of money, but I want to have snacks in my room. 
but I can't afford to buy any snacks to put in my room. And it's because the parents are going to monitor exactly what they spent and ask them what they spent. And I just can't imagine doing that with you. It would be so much more time on my part. My life's busy enough that I'm so glad that you're so responsible with your money that, you know, this summer you're looking at buying your own car and you're working for the organization for free this summer uh, because you've saved so much money and you're working full time with me and not doing one of those jobs. It's just amazing to see when we're raising adults and we're giving that responsibility and empowering our students in middle school and high school what it can lead to in students' lives when they get off to college. So money management is one of those areas where we gave you X amount of money a month and you had to buy your own clothes and some of your own personal care uh, items and some of your own entertainment out of that money. And I'll never forget the first time we went to a mall, especially with your your older sister, Heather, who likes is more of a spender than you are. And we had done that with her and we went through the mall and she picked up a shirt and looked at it. And then she looked at the price tag, I think for the first time in her life. And then she'd look at the price and she'd put it back. And, and she did that all day long through the mall. And we walked out of the mall and she'd bought one book and no clothing. And I'm looking at her going, why didn't you buy any clothes? Well, you know, cause it costs this much and I didn't want to spend the money. Once it, she felt like it was hers she wasn't a spendthrift anymore. I found the same with you. I think you spent a bunch of money at first, and then you slowed down. You learned. Valuable lessons for us as parents, if we're going to raise adults that we don't feel like we have to be double-checking and interacting with on every little thing they do and every decision when they're off on the college campus, I am so grateful for how responsible you've been and for you being here to work for me for free this summer because you have been so responsible with your money. Um, I just can't imagine being on the other side of that parenting equation where I'd be worried about everything you were doing all the time. Do you see parents and seeming worried? And do the students that have worried parents, are they getting tired or frustrated or, or annoyed with that situation? I see so many get frustrated and annoyed with it. And then I see some that just lay down and they don't, they're like, they're they're just helping me. They're they're trying to help me. It's like, okay, but is it really helping you for you not being able to do this on your own? Because, you know, I see myself being able to go and buy things and I am able to treat my friends to movies and treat my friends to things every once in a while because they're not able to or they're not allowed to. And they're like, oh, no, 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 don't. I, I'll, I'll find a way to, to go to the movie or I don't have to go to the movie. It's like, no, I am treating you to this because I have the money to. I know I can afford it. And it's not fun to go and do things without my best friend, you know. <laughs> and so um, I've been asked, well, what what will your parents think? You're spending like... 30 bucks taking me to the movies. You bought me a drink at the movies. You bought my ticket. It's like, my parents don't know. And they're like, what? I'm like, my parents don't ever look at my bank account. They don't, they don't ever say, you're spending too much money, Jennifer. They, they don't even ask me what I spend money on. And I just get these shocked looks. It's like, wait a minute, what? You can just spend money on whatever you want. 
it's like, well, it's not really whatever I want. I don't buy anything unless I need it or it's a fun occasion. Why not? Yeah. And so that's the difference. I think we've been raising an adult. We've been trying to empower you and get you to the point where you can run your own life and you are, and you're doing a great job. Your grades are great, even though you're dyslexic. Uh, you've saved enough money that you can work this summer for me for free. Uh, in every way, you're making sound decisions, whether it be related to boyfriends or your social lifestyle, partying, uh, you know, helping kids that are drunk and taking away car keys. You've been doing such an amazing job because we raised an adult. And I just wonder how these students are going to function once they get out of college and they have a real busy schedule and they have a job and they don't know how to make decisions. How are they going to do in that job? Well, we've been talking about the things we need to do to get students ready to go off to college. We talked about time management. We talked about making decisions and money management, three areas that are really critical if we're going to raise adults that are going to succeed on their own and we don't have to be stressed out and worrying and tracking everything they do through their college years and beyond when they hit the job and still don't know how to make those decisions in the context of the working world. Thanks for joining us for Parenting in the 21st Century. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you consider what's going to be the best way to raise adults? What's going to be the best way to keep the influence in your kid's life, to stay close to them, not just when they're little, but through those grade school, middle school, and even those challenging high school adolescent years? Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff Schott. Look forward to being with you again next week. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.